All right. Three, two, one. Let's roll. Alrighty, welcome back to another exciting edition of Break Your Position, where four lifelong friends living out their dream from the cover of the chairs. I am Aaron, the host. I'm Joe, the groundskeeper. Sorry, I know we're baseball podcast. Well done. You're the other in a hockey jersey. Yeah, I'm Jaylee the Rover, and I am happy to have Corey back. Hi, I'm Corey, and I'm back, and I'm the fourth friend. Yeah, fourth favorite, also probably, but I'm here. So I'm still here. Go ahead and vote on all listeners. We would like to see. Hey, I'll, I'll I will say this for the people that I show this pod to, at least like a still shot of where they can see everybody. Corey, you're definitely not. You're definitely not fourth favorite. I'll tell you that. Oh, Ooh, well, wow. I'll wear a deeper V next week. <laughs> Am I number one? I'm so confused by all the things that Joe just said, but we're just going to leave it at that. I don't want to know who's fourth. I like to think I'm um, number one, but go ahead. Well, I like to think I'm not fourth, but after that, mm, we'll know. see. So we'll see. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right, so we're moving right on into our rankings last week, and this week's going to look quite similar because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It is the exact same. Um, Only the votes were all pretty much like unanimous. So the Braves are got all the first-place votes. Baltimore got all the second-place votes. Dodgers got all the third-place votes. Rays got all the fourth. And then the Astros and M's once again are tied, splitting the fifth place votes. Really? So nothing that exciting is going on there. Corey, you didn't have a chance last week to talk about the little mix up at the bottom of the rankings. So if you got anything to add about the Astros and Mariners and who else might be sniffing that fifth spot. Boy, uh, the Rangers, rough time. Um, that's, that's the main thing I have to add. Um, I did go into it thinking I was going to try and put the Cubs on there again because they just swept the Giants. Uh, but I think the Astros and the Mariners are the clear. I I have no problem with the Astros and the Mariners tying for that fifth spot. I was in the same boat where it was, I didn't know which one to pick. And I just picked the Astros because they are technically in first by a little. I had a little bit better last, last week. Um, that's fine. Cubs are there, I think. They play the Diamondbacks next, which we're going to talk about, so that'll be interesting. Uh, although the Diamondbacks have also been scuffling themselves of late. Uh, no problems. This is a pretty uh, uh, nice... We're, we're all playing nicely here. It's nice to be back, guys. It's good to have you back. Yeah, Cubs are definitely uh, making some noise. Uh, probably the next team up for me would be Toronto, which we haven't really talked about since the very beginning of the season. Um, what about you guys? You got any other teams that think think you might vote for next week, or are you preset? Well, after the Braves-Cardinals series, the Cardinals might be getting my vote. 
Shoot to the top. <laughs> if the Braves get swept by the Cardinals, I will not vote for them next week. I'm just telling you right now because that's atrocious. All righty. Well, I... talking about records, Corey, you got you got a little stat for us. <laughs> yes, I do. That was a that was short and sweet. But well, I mean, what else do we have to say there? What we got? No, I know. Uh, no, I wanted to revisit the Pythagorean theory. Not theory. Uh, Pythagorean records. Uh, that's my other math podcast. I got confused with this one. Um, we talk about very. That's, why he, math that's why he missed last week. They overlap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We. I, I double booked. Um. <laughs> but wanted to talk about the Pythagorean records and the base runs and just kind of look at some teams that were over uh, over uh, performing and underperforming. Uh, I'm setting my timer. Three minutes. Uh, it's, it's, nice it's, talk, for, talk for three minutes before you set your timer. That's yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> but the, it's really interesting. Uh, you know, they, they each of these look at base runners and run differential and all that stuff, which we like to talk about when we do rankings. Um, I I went a lot deeper into it on a previous episode somewhere. It was one of the numbers. Just listen to them all. Uh, you'll find it. But uh, as far as underperforming, to no one's surprise, the top underperformer of Major League Baseball is the San Diego Padres with negative uh, 11 difference in their Pythagorean record compared to their Actual record, which means they have 11 less wins than is expected. Uh, same thing with base runs. They have negative 11. Second, uh, I was surprised to see the Royals. They should have, according to their Pythagorean record, eight more wins. And according to their base runs record, 12 more wins. Um, but uh, let's see here. As far as overperforming, Orioles, right at the top of that list, plus 12 for the base runs, plus 12 for the Pythagorean record. I'm surprised. I'm guessing it's mostly their pitching has done a lot better than probably what was expected going into this year. Um, Marlins, we've talked a lot about them this year, about how they've won a lot of games maybe they shouldn't have. Um, and They are evening out a little bit, uh, but it's still kind of kind of showing up here and there. Um, I thought I was going to talk about the Cubs more, but they are kind of, they are starting to win the games that they were supposed to win, so they're their Pythagorean record and their base run records are, are evening out. Uh, and the Brewers are also... Oh, no, the Brewers are... Sorry, the Brewers are overperforming. That's that's the interesting part, thing, part about the NL Central, which is mostly why I'm talking about this. It's because <laughs> the Brewers are plus five Pythagorean record and plus nine base runs. And then the Cubs are minus four and minus three. So if there was that much of a shift, like that's a that's seven games, um, which they have a game and a... The Brewers have a game and a half. Uh, lead right now so the Cubs could have a five and a half if they were if everybody was playing to what their expectations were um I don't know that there's I didn't do a deep dive in this I would assume that there's not that much of a shift in any other division uh, I think most of the division winners or division leaders are there maybe the probably Baltimore and Tampa would be yeah that'd be the biggest switch right there, there as well um what depth of see, a dive would you say you did take um, scuba uh, s- seven snorkel. seven feet. I I grazed the bottom when I when I did my dive when I when I dove dived. It's not very I'm big. not an English guy. I know. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Cool. It's pretty. It's a pretty shallow yeah. dive. Uh, that's why I that's why that's I grazed simple. the bottom. As you talk about uh, the run run differential, like right now, four teams are battling it out 
for that last wild card in the NL that have negative run differentials. It's crazy. Somebody who gives up more runs than they have scored all year is going to make the playoffs. That should not happen. Yes. That's baseball. And then <laughs> that the Padres, is baseball. The and then it's the Padres. And then in the American League, potentially three teams with positive run differentials are going to be sitting at home. So, yeah, the American yeah. League's a little bit stronger, but the the National League is a little bit more of an interesting race right now. I agree. So, well, thank you, sir. Man. Yep. All right. Hey, if you want to set that beat. timer for me, you might want to do that because this next topic is the GOAT topic. You guys uh, probably know where I'm going with this, but um, it is our 22nd pod, and I have barely talked about the Braves, and I'm going to talk about the Braves. Um, so, but we're going to talk about team offense. And so, when you hear the 1927 Yankees, what do you think about? Um, <laughs> Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, yeah. They're known as the Murderer's Row. Have you guys ever heard yeah, that? Yeah, yes. Known as one of the, the most prolific offenses the of all time. The homicidal hallways. <laughs> yes, the homicidal, homicidal hallways of 1927 New York. I'm going to write that down. I just want to share. <laughs> That's a good one. Just don't have them play with three doors down and get tricky. Um, <laughs> you like that? That's good. So uh, 1927 Yankees won 110 games and swept the 94-win Pirates in the World Series. Here's a few of their stats. Uh, Lou Gehrig hit 373 that year. Combs hit 356. Ruth hit 356. Measle 337, which I don't know who that is. Antonio Lazari 309. Ruth hit 60 Probably homers. Measles. Of course, set the record that year. Gehrig 47. RBI totals. Gehrig 175. Ruth 164. Measle 103. Lazari 102. And they're actually second that year in Team OPS Plus. Um, one of nine teams over over league average. They were responsible for over 10% of the total home runs hit that year in, in the majors. I, was, I thought it was just funny. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Who beat them? Um, I knew you were going to ask me that, and I had to pull them. I got so many tabs, I can't find it. Uh, St. Louis, but it wasn't Cardinals. It was... Nope, it doesn't matter. Still counting. Stars. St. Louis Stars, which I'm yep. not sure who that is. Yep, um, Cardinals. There you go. <laughs> um, and they had four Hall of Famers, of course, Garrett Ruth, and then Combs and Lazari. So it's just a nice little rundown. But I wanted to just highlight the Braves have been cruising in the top. They've been in the first spot. Um, and we haven't really talked about them just because they've always been up there. Um, we've talked about Acuna, of course. But I just want to point out some of these stats because they're on track to break some records or catch some records. Um, and I think we're looking at one of the best offensive teams of all time. And I just don't want you guys to take them for granted. So this is for your health. Uh, their weighted run created plus right now is 125. Next is Tampa at 118. So they got a pretty good gap. Uh, of course, the Cardinals just blew all this out of the water today. This is before the Cardinals whooped the Braves today. So some of these numbers have slightly changed. You, First inning runs. What's that? Can you explain what weighted run created means for I was, I was about everybody to but thing. you and I? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So weighted run created really? plus is one of these fancy stats. An average team is going to be 100. Uh, so they're 25% better than most 
Wait, 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 wait. Before you explain it, can I take a guess on what it is? Go for it. Weighted runs, I'm going to assume, is any time that Marcelo Zuna has an RBI. Well, that happens frequently, so yes, that could be directly related. Because he's he's heavy, because he's bigger. That's right, the bear. Whenever Lancelin pitches... He yeah. he, he takes he he reduces the weighted runs. <laughs> yes, right. Yes. Uh, first inning runs they've scored 126 times in the first inning. The next is Ellie Dodgers at 104. Um, and this one stats start getting crazy. These these advanced stats barrels is basically like Joe when you're playing MLB the Show and you get perfect perfect, and you mm-hmm. get a ground out to shortstop. Uh, barrels is the real life equivalency of that. The Braves entering tonight had 441 barrels. The next second place team is the Twins at 344. So they have 100 more barrels than the next closest team. So they just square everything up, and it's reflected in the hard hit rate. Um, 46.3% of their balls put in play are considered hard hit rates. Do you guys know who is second in team hard hit percentage? Cardinals. Cardinals. The Cardinals are second. 42%. Um, the Braves ex- average exit velocity as a team is 91 miles per hour. The Rangers are second at 89.9. And here's what's crazy. The 19th place Arizona Diamondbacks are closer to the Rangers than the Rangers are to the Braves. Um, they currently have four uh, guys with 30-plus homers, and Albies entering tonight was at 29. Um, and so five is the record. Do you know what team has the record for five guys hitting 30-plus homers? Colorado. All right, Jared, what do you got? Um, I'm, I'm just going to – I'm going to say the Dodgers. Dodgers? Red Sox. Red Sox. You guys are all wrong. It is the 2019 oh. Minnesota Twins. Oh, Twins, yeah. yep, the Twins. They That's have what I said. Five guys. Now that record. you know it's the Twins. Can you name those five guys? Buxton. Buxton is a no. Sano. Sano. Sano is a yes. Miguel. Four the other guys. 19 Twins plus. had five guys with 30. They set yes. the record for most home runs. They in a set season, the right? record. That's what I'm getting at here yeah. in just a minute. Most um, home runs in a season was the 2019 Twins. Five guys at 30 plus. Sano was one of them. Buxton was not. Uh, Garver. Garver was one. The catcher, yes. Um, Nelson Cruz there. Nelson Cruz had the most. 43, I think. I didn't write down his numbers. He was. He has the highest though. Um, Two more guys. One is still there. One is not. Still plays, but not on the Twins anymore. Kepler. Kepler is the one still there, and the other guy is a Brave. Mm, that's where I stopped. Rosario? Rosario got 30-plus that year, yeah. Really? Uh, and so if Albies gets one more, the Braves will tie that record. The Twins that year also set the record with eight guys getting 20 homers or more. The Braves are at seven with Arcia sitting at 17, so he's the next one. Um, so, yeah, just talking about all-time home runs, 2019 was crazy. It was the juice ball. So here's the uh, current top 10. 2019 Twins, 307. 2019 Yankees, 
306. 2019 Astros, 288. 2019 Dodgers, 279. So the top four are all 2019. Um, and so the Braves currently are on track for 309, which uh, would break the record. Um, they hit a couple more tonight. What, two or three so far? Of course, the Cardinals have hit like 17 tonight, so whatever. Um, so, yeah, so the Braves are on pace to break the record. They've got uh, a chance to tie a couple other records. And currently, the run differentials at 235. Next is Tampa at 186. And so I was curious to know how how well do we know our run differentials. So the, two th- or the 1927 Yankees that we're talking about, plus 371. And that not was bad. not first. That was not first. Um, the 1884 Maroons were over 400 run differential, which is crazy. But in our lifetime, uh, the 2022 LA Dodgers. So last year, the Dodgers had a plus 334 run differential. And the 1998 Yankees had a 309. But the Braves are only on track for 278. So that's pretty crazy to think about those numbers. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys as we just talk about um, just a great baseball team. I wanted to uh, check your trivia on your home runs, and uh, I don't want you guys to miss out on what's going on. I know you guys razz me because of the Braves, and you don't want me to talk about the Braves, but this is one of the best teams that we've ever seen. Um, And they're doing all that, and they're 25th out of 30 teams in team strikeouts. They're at the very bottom of the league and striking out, um, which is – even more unique for this day and age. So can you um, remind me who's a pending free agent on that team? Who's a pending uh, no, free agent? Yeah, nobody. Oh, okay, let's move on. Yeah, it's, it's great. Be, this is going to be great for uh, everyone one thing that forever. Is, <laughs> one thing that's interesting as you just think about like dynasties, the Yankees, of course, won all these World Series. I took a 10 year window, 1921 to 1932. They were four and three in the World Series. But their overall playoff record was 22-15-1 and because there was no other rounds. So in those seven years, you know, you just go straight to the World Series. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody ever catches the Yankees. I know some of you guys know who's second all-time in rings. The Cardinals. No, can you remind me? The Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) The, The Cardinals, right. But back in the day, you just went straight. The American League champ played the National League champ. World Series game over. Um, now it takes 11 victories to win a World Series. Um, and it could take, I guess, even more if you get stuck in the new wild card instead of a bye. So when, when the Braves won the World Series, it took you 11 victories. So now the new playoff format's even different. So in the last five years, the Braves have 22 playoff wins, and the Yankees had 22 in a 10-year span and won four World Series. So uh, lots has changed, um, but I've seen a lot of these stats comparing the Braves to the 2019 Twins and the 1927 Yankees. So just don't want you guys Wait, to miss was out. It, was it 162 games or was it like 150 something back then? The 1920s? Uh, back in the 1920s. Yeah, I can look that up real quick. I'm looking at the team right here. Um, they were 110, 44, and 1. So 155. I thought it, so I don't know yeah, where the one came from. Slightly less. but Yeah, it's closer than I thought. But yeah, then you got a lot less playoff games. So you're saying from this segment, they have the chance to be the best offense we've seen in a very long time. Yeah, because when we saw numbers like this in 2019, everybody was doing. But right now, the Braves are doing it 
so much better than everybody else in the league and not striking out. Um, so it'll be a big disappointment if they don't win at all. Um, okay, that but, was my next question. So if they don't win, it's yes. just If they don't win at all, it's a huge disappointment because okay. right now, and even like I even got like their pitching stats. They lead the league in ERA plus. They're fifth overall in regular ERA. They're third in FIP. So whatever you like to judge your pitching staff, the Braves are top five and they're first in Ks. So like and which is crazy because they've used 16 starters, which is an Atlanta record. The last time they used 16 starters was in 2016, I think, and they only won like 60 games because <laughs> they were horrible. That was when the rebuild was starting. <clears throat> so the fact they're yep. doing this with uh, a bunch of no-name rookies from the worst farm system in MLB and the mound is great. Sorry, my last uh, question on this. Sorry, go ahead, Corey. <laughs> I was I was just going to say the 1927 Yankees were also playing people that are probably accountants in today's game because there was a large group of of people that were not allowed to play in Major League Baseball at that point in time. Yeah. Um. So I, it's it's the stats are great, but it it is not exactly like the fact that the Braves are doing it now is uh, I think even though the numbers aren't as good is significantly more impressive to me. Um. I just wanted to, and I didn't. I didn't, you don't need me to add to your big headed, head, big headedness over there. No, but. I, I've, I've stayed off the Homer bandwagon, but I had to share that. You anyway, bring him back down, Jared. <laughs> oh, um, we've talked about that with I, Ruth, I though. Yeah. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, Jim. let's let's not have that debate tonight. But um, I won't bring you down, but I'll bring you sideways. How about that? All right. So. <laughs> Um, I'm going to take it away from baseball for a second and then I'll bring it right back to baseball. But so I remember um, in college, I wrote a report, one of the few I did. I was mostly skipped this class and didn't write anything. But um, Aaron, you may have been in this class because I feel like you may have plagiarized off of me. Um, I wrote a report on why I sat, the Sacramento Kings were the best team in, Allegedly. in basketball. I, because did, I don't know all, what you're talking about. Because all the offensive stats for them were first, 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 first points, percentages. Um, and they did not win the the finals because um, you know they got cheated in the in the finals. They, they faced they Los faced Angeles a better Lakers. team, but go ahead. Yeah, there's <clears throat> plenty of evidence of cheating. Well, but, next pod, not baseball. We're talking that. <laughs> yeah, so bringing it back to baseball, maybe for our listeners, so we can think about something other than Atlanta. It makes me think of like if you have your favorite team, try to think of the year you remember them having their best lineup. And when I think of that, and we've talked a little bit about this before with the Cardinals, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get the year, but they had a year where they um, everybody in their lineup, I believe, batted over 300 for that year. And they had a lot of pop, too. Um, and I can't, I, I can't even be able to in our lifetime. But yeah, yeah, it was probably like, uh, like a pool like year. I feel like, like 2003, 2004. Yeah. Okay. yeah they Jared had, um, look it up. Keep talking. I'll like, look it up. They had like Renteria. They had Larry Walker, um, Pujols, all those guys. Yeah. I mean, Roland Edmonds, Reggie Sanders was there and he was mm-hmm. a boss. I, um, he would K a little bit, but man, he was ripped and old and still good at that time. I think you're talking um, to 04 two, or 2004. Yeah. And if it wasn't all right at 300, they were all really close. And it, that season they won a buttload of games and just you went into the game thinking, okay, we're going to score seven or we're going to score eight. It'll be one or the other and we'll win. Mm -hmm. 
their, their lineup was was really outrageous. So, listeners, as you think, whoever your favorite team is, try to envision the year that you had that best lineup and uh, maybe revel in the glory days if your team is no longer good. And then what happened when they made the World Series? That year? Mm-hmm. Did they make the World Series that year? Oh, well, they didn't win oh, it because they won. Yeah, yeah. Is that when they got swept by Boston? Yeah, Boston won that crazy yeah. run. Eight in a row. Yep. Dude, yeah, these stats are crazy. Um, Matheny was a little off, but Pools, Tony Womack, Edgar. Nope. Edgar's just off. Yeah. A lot of guys hitting up their career years. That's crazy. Of course, mm-hmm. the three guys yeah, was, wow. over a thousand OPS is a nice middle league order. <laughs> yeah. Well, then nobody yeah, else is over eight hundred or, or over. Yeah. So like they had average, but no. Yeah, they didn't have pop. No power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who needs it? Of course, Bo Hart's there. So. Yeah. John Avery coming off the bench. Look at that. Look at those numbers. Yeah, dude, this is a good. This is a good lineup, man. And a decent rotation, too. Yeah, that's what's got me afraid of the Braves. Because, of course, you know, I grew up with the, the 90s dynasty. And you're talking. And that, that's why people always say, well, how many times little, they win in D. the 90s? Uh, that's how many times they win in the 90s. Well, they kept running into the Yankees, who were also the middle of a dynasty. And I think of that 96 World Series. That's still, like, going back-to-back would have been huge. Um, Andrew hit two homers as a 19-year-old kid in Yankee Stadium. Had a two nothing lead, and Yankees just like, all right, it's our turn. And then the Yankees just kept winning at that point. They won ninety six, they won ninety eight, they won in two thousand, two thousand one, two thousand two, and the Braves never never got back there until recently. So, well, how about you, Corey? You remember a time when the Cubs lost the World Series in your lifetime? Nope. Yep. Anytime they made one, the World Series, they won for one, baby. They won it, baby. <laughs> uh. But that's yeah, just I mean, like I, that's a good example of a dynasty that didn't happen. Yeah. Well I that went down pretty fast, pretty quickly. Um it's unfortunate. I think looking back mm-hmm. on it, the front office handled it very well, seeing those guys that are not there anymore doing what they're doing now for their other teams. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't it's it's like it's crazy to see how poorly they are performing to me um so it it hurt a lot when it was happening but now i'm like oh maybe there's a reason you guys are doing this and i'm not so (laughs) yeah dodge bullet because like i think about the phillies when the phillies won the world series and then they kept trying to hold on Mm -hmm. and howard and utley and rollins like it just it was bad they stayed in philly too long as Steve Perry once said, should have been gone. You just <laughs> gotta there you go. Get rid of those old players that used to be good. Yeah, yeah I mean the, the Dodgers and the Astros have been the, the cream of the crop the last ten years, eight years maybe. Um well, some the Dodgers, for the Braves are going. Well the Dodgers somehow keep doing it and then also continue to have an excellent farm system. Um mm-hmm. which is is maybe the most impressive thing. And I really, I I think maybe, I, I didn't do it this week, but I did want to bring it up to you guys. Maybe we should do a Dodgers fun fact every week because it seems like we do have a, at least two people, which is a pretty mm-hmm. significant portion of our listener base. 
that enjoy when we talk about the Dodgers. Um, so uh, the Dodgers have been great. They've got a great farm. Go Dodgers is not my personal <laughs> feelings, but I think that they do. They run that organization. They had a rough good... weekend to close out their homestand. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder who gave them that. Yeah, I'm not sure. What I can't remember. Sean Green. <laughs> yeah, let's just and then we'll just randomly name Dodger, uh, previous Dodgers. Uh, yes, the Aaron? text I sent you guys today. It was Joe West and Dodgers. It's the perfect te- uh, text. We should we should have pulled it up for this. Viewers, go out there and search. Joe West uh, calls goes west. Strike one on Raul Mondesi. I don't know if that's going to work, it's, but the video it's Joe West's <laughs> new ESPN show, like they did the where Manning Peyton Manning traveled. This yeah. is Joe West goes west, and eventually he just he Keeps uh, going know, makes it back to the U.S. because he's <laughs> went around the world at some point. He's gone west. Did he you guys knows see that how clip? to go one way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. <laughs> Raul Mondesi taking his time, and Joe West tells the pitcher to throw it. And the pitch was horrible. It wasn't even close to a strike. And Joe West calls a strike anyway, and Mondesi's still like 20 feet from the batter's box. Oh, I love Joe West. This is is very similar to the one I spoke about Mm -hmm. with the Cardinals the other day where Mm -hmm. um, the guy left the batter's box, and they just like throw the pitch. (laughs) Roboski and, yeah, McCarver. Oh, man. do you guys know who might be playing? Has a pretty good chance of playing on the Dodgers next year. Not Joe Willow West. Urias? This is this. That's true. Not <laughs> not him. This is this is a segue. I'm leaning forward and oh. forward. Tommy Lasorda. Shohei oh, Otani, maybe. No, oh, maybe no. Shohei. Oh, no, no way. I don't believe it. I'm going for one um, week, and you guys figured how to segue. Well, that was the weirdest thing ever. We were talking about Joe West going west. I was like, Raul Bondesi. Joe West and Shohei, they kind of resemble each other. Yeah, is Joe West Shohei? <laughs> I've never that's, seen him in the same place. That's, that's another true. segment. Anyway, speaking of Shohei, um, I wanted to bring this up just because we've been hearing, obviously, like he's shutting down the pitching. He's obviously was about to be probably the most sought after free agent ever make the most money ever, probably biggest MLB contract ever. Um, But I wanted to talk about this because I've been seeing some reports of people straight up being like, hey, you should go get that surgery now and shut down. Um, Obviously, I think Shohei is a different breed and for many reasons, but mainly like this dude has a lot, has had a lot of like injuries, like tightness and like things he normal people be taking out of the game and like the dude just keeps playing for the angels fan base who like i I mean maybe he's doing it for them but like man i don't know i don't know if i'd play like it's it's kind of crazy but i just wanted to bring it up and um discuss a little bit because like what do you think his best option would be to shut it down potentially rehab it better to pitch again because it sounds like he may not even pitch next year at all um but i mean he's still a dominant hitter I mean, so just wanted your guys' thoughts, opinions on that. I I would get the surgery because um, I think if, if he doesn't pitch next year with or without it, I would get it, and then he can still hit in either situation because we see people not get it right away, I think, a lot of the time, and then 
two months go by and they're like, oh, nope, now he's getting Tommy John surgery. And now you're, you're, you've, you've lost two months of whatever your return time was. Um, I do, because this is his second time. This will be his, if he gets Tommy John, this would be his second Tommy John surgery. I do think that that the second time around, the recovery is sometimes not quite as, or won't get you back in the same place as much as the first one does. Like it seems like people get one Tommy John surgery and then it's almost like nothing ever happened. I, I I think you see sometimes with the second one they don't quite go back to the picture that they were before. So maybe there's there's some hope that that's what would come about of this. Um, but again, like I would just hate to not see him pitch for two months or three months or however long it takes him to decide that they if he does if they decide he doesn't need the surgery and they delay it like that's just longer that me as a fan does not get to see him pitch um so i i would just get out of the way i obviously am not a doctor this is not medical advice you guys can't anybody (laughs) listening to this can't sue us wait 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 you're not a doctor i'm not a doctor um Hmm. i played one uh you did with my kids earlier oh okay that makes sense yeah that's that's about it though. Um so I'd 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 knock it out, but if if there is a chance, maybe it does I mean it doesn't seem like this is obviously a clear cut situation where you need Tommy John or else it would have happened already. So again, not a doctor, but a fan of watching Shohei Atani pitch. Yeah, not knowing Next. any time I don't know any timetables like how long he would be out if he got it now versus how long would he be out if he waited till the end of the season? Um, I assume both. I mean, wouldn't both keep you out for some of the first part of next season? Everything. I'm not saying pitching. I know pitching is like. What Harper months. was what? Nine months mm-hmm. to come yeah. back in DH. Uh, yeah. I think so, yeah, we're talking now. Think. I think he'd be pretty close to coming back to DH at the beginning of next year. Because, I mean, yeah, it, it would basically be a month sooner than Harper got it if he got it, like, now. And yeah, I think he came back in the middle of May. Mm-hmm. So, you know, within a month of the, the season starting. But, again, Harper, I think, was that was a very quick recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be on the same page as Corey. As a fan, especially as a fan, when you're not winning. I mean, if they were, like, you know, trying to type of deep playoff race yeah you keep playing but as a fan i would i would not care if he went and did it and I, if i was him i would so at the at the end 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 very end of the day after you've played your baseball and you love it you love it you love it you love it the very very end of that what's at the very 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 end of it taxes well, that plays into <laughs> a big door. old door with a big old pile of cash behind it. And if you can make, if it's going to help your career and make more money, you, you do the move that does that, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I I would start the incision for the doctor myself and be like, I'm here and we're ready to, we're ready to go. So, because Joe is a doctor. doctor, yes, confirmed. I'm not a, I'm not a good one. I have no educational background in it, but amateur. 
like Corey said, sometimes people will try things. Um, oh, I'm going to rehab it. I'm going to, I'm going to get some platement rich plasmas in there. And, uh, have we ever heard of one of those working? Um, I feel like Bartolo. Maybe Bartolo. Bartolo yeah. I was going to say <laughs> he just, he was so fat. Like the inflammation couldn't find another spot in his body. So, um, yeah, I would, I would get to surgery. <laughs> My question, okay, he's got the oblique now, too, which obliques can linger, especially if all you're doing is hitting. So, like, he, he has done everything he possibly can for those fans. So, if they turned on him because he would cut it short and get the surgery now and miss the rest of the year, that's crazy because he's played through so much when he was the only one playing well. Um, but man, the Angels just don't have like if he if he doesn't play, Trout's out still. All he have is Rendon and his antics in the news. Like it's not it's not a good time to be an Angels fan. But my follow up question, yeah. So I would be with you guys. Let's get done. My follow up question is though, with the new two way player rules where the DH and the pitcher spots are separate from each other. Um. He's only going to throw you throw on a healthy season 150 to 160 innings because they have to do the six man rotation. Um, well, at least they have so far for him. Um, he's gonna be he's gonna be 31 before he's ready to pitch again. Like, what about him going to the bullpen and getting you 80 closer innings and spending more time just hitting instead of trying to be a starter and get you 150? and get hurt every other year. Like if I'm signed to 500, 600 million, I'm going to, I'm going to be asking those questions of, of our philosophy. Like, Hey, what if we just make him an elite closer and he can go hit 60 bombs for us and stay healthy. It's interestingly enough, Ian Happ has a podcast, uh, which I know he's listening to this. So hi Ian. Um, they, they, yeah, come on sometime. They talked about that. Um, about him maybe going to close. And the the interesting thing they talked about was how and where he warms up. Because he can't really go out to the bullpen. Um, I, I don't know what... I assume you can warm up wherever you want. Like, he could go down into the, 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 the depth. Right? Yeah, and, and warm up somewhere there. I don't... I don't think there's a he rule. He did that in the you... WBC. You know, he was okay. ready to hit and ran out to the pin. Yeah, but if he's doing that he like, every day, where he's just like every day, he like he's running it. Like if he's warming up in the eighth, and then his spot is fifth, and then he runs into hit, and then like he's on the bases, not warming up. Then like it's just, I I like the idea of him closing, but the, the logistics of him getting ready yeah. to do that gets a little. But again, I already made one rule for him, so <laughs> I, I imagine something like he can warm up in the clubhouse is not that much of a stretch. Um, but it's, yeah. How much it's, different it's is that time. from sitting as a starter in between innings? Like you pitch your team hits for 15 minutes and then you go out there and get your eight warm up pitches. Can he get hot the inning before and still be okay? Well, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I question. think a lot of it, at least starting is probably pregame, you know, um, like a, I'm know, saying, like in the fifth inning, if he hits, yeah, you know, I, I understand. But so, I mean, like that's you know him trying to time when mm-hmm. he needs to start that process, yep. and um, 
you know, if they if they're winning or if they're not winning or or if they need him or if they don't. Like, yeah, it's it gets complicated, but it's it's something I would still love to see. Again, any, so maybe anything he goes that gets to... him. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say anything that gets him in the game on both sides of the ball. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm here for. Yeah, it. I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. As long as he does pitch, whatever capacity that is, just want to see yeah. that as long as possible. So I'm hearing Tampa as an opener is the best place for Otani. That's actually yes. That's probably the best. Go pitch uh, three innings. Yeah. Max. I think you do it every three or four days too. You know. Yeah. There All we right. go. Who was the security here first? Just to knock the the train off a little bit. Who was the guy from the Twins who threw with a torn? I thought it was a UCL. Maybe it was a torn labrum. Several years. Johan? No. I was thinking Brad Ratke, but now I'm thinking that's not right. I had a guy at work who's a Twins fan. We always was like, oh, he's going to throw another 200 on the torn arm. Can you give him the code and bring him in? (laughs) Real quick. Yeah, (laughs) probably. He's probably in bed. (laughs) I'm just Googling Um, it. See what happens. Getting out. Oh, I put ACL into the UCL. I was like, a lot of Royce Lewis all of a sudden. Listeners, if you could call in or maybe text one of us. Oh, wait, this is not live. We've got a number set up. Yeah, it's 867-5309. Ask for Jimmy. A lot of Joel Zamaya. Do you remember how he got hurt, Joe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I remember? We've all been there. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, it's a good conversation, Jared. Um, Yeah. All we do you have insurers? We want him to do both. What would you like him to do, Jared? You have you 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 really sparked a lot of conversation here, and we haven't got your opinion on it. Um, I mean, I think the correct answer is you just go get the surgery done and get it over with. Like, I I truly don't think, unless you're an Angels fan and you're trying trying to go watch him play the last few games in that stadium, I think you're voting to go get the surgery because one, probably one of the best players to ever play the game. Two, he's not coming back to the Angels. So let's just let's just put that out there. You can print that on a t-shirt Break, in the newspaper. Breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. He ain't coming back. So merchant yeah. Um yeah, I, I agree with you guys. There's there's no way you just don't shut it down. All right. Joe? Oh. Are you well, ready? I'm on Snapchat? I'm on Snapchat mess- messaging the guy and his little head just popped up like he's listening, so America's mm. new favorite baseball segment. Well, we need to come up with a zinger that's really long because every time we try and get to this segment, Joe's doing something else. Joe does something yeah. else, yeah. All right. All right. Let me set my uh reinstate set my timer real quick. It's weird. It said air. Can't put uh a timer on creative genius, so I guess I have unlimited time. Thanks. Well, you at least you tried. That's all that matters. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. He's messaging back. <laughs> well, got, uh, listeners and viewers, we are going to get to appreciate a reinstate sometime as soon as we it saw was, the ministry. It was Brad Radke, so... Okay. Good for Brad Radke. All right, thank uh, you. Twins go, Brad. Point. So let me tell you about a story. Now. I got a story for you. Get comfy? 
Yeah, you. I don't. All right. Yeah, get comfy, Aaron. I don't want you chiming in unless I ask you, and I may ask you, but just settle down. Oh, pulling the mic closer. No, so um, <laughs> let me take you back to one of our games. Uh, I'll try to paint a picture here. I feel like it may have been summer ball because it was so stinking hot. I mean, we're we're talking pushing triple digits. Um, we're playing in one of the bigger towns in our area, one of the bigger teams. Quincy so Russell's. Both both of those are going to come into the conversation. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, we are playing oh, Quincy, no. so shout out to all of our listeners in Quincy, Illinois. And um, so, just to kind of sprint into the story, our uh, our real good friend and our starting pitcher gives up sixteen in the first. I know what you're thinking. I I, I couldn't quite hear him. He said sixteen. Nobody gives up that many runs in the first. Was it higher? I thought it was 20. I honestly thought it was 20. Okay. Um, it, now that I'm thinking, I'm thinking it may have been 21. So um, that's where the story starts. We're, we are getting mauled first inning. I remember our catcher coming in, um, uh, 600 gallons of sweat are pouring off of this guy. He's hating his life. I'm playing second. Just watching balls get blasted. Cunha, you're, you're out for right? uh, I too? started on the bench uh, for and lasted two outs, and then I came in to relieve him. Oh, he didn't get out of the first inning. That's right. No, he got think, two outs. I think yeah. it was 16. I think it was 16. Let's let's make it 16 so it's not as bad. <laughs> Same face a little bit. Okay, but anyway, where I'm going with this is let me describe the field to you real quick. So left field – um, is a giant stone wall, probably 30 feet tall. Joe, you keep freezing, man. Super, super thick stone wall. I don't something. And a lot of battles over in Quincy. And then... I think I'm going to have to take over the story. And so that ran... So then... We're going to edit this? Am Am you I like keep... super choppy? You've been, yeah. you've been chunking. We lost you for like 10 seconds. All right. Am I back can... smooth? I for think now. So. You're good. All back right. 30 smooth. foot stone wall. And 30 go. foot stone wall shooting out to center field. So dead center and then everything in right has no wall at all. It's endless. Um, I think it was last year or it was recent. And I think it was John Boy. He kind of had a Twitter escapade of, hey, send me pictures of your crazy high school stadiums you either played at or like you that was your home stadium. So to bring that into the major leagues and into the segment of, man, I got to come up with a jingle. I was thinking... I'll have a jingle for next week, folks. Don't worry about that. But oh, into yeah. our segment of appreciate or reinstate, it got me thinking. We hear about and we know there's some crazy um, old timey stadiums, right? So that's going to be our segment today. We'll talk about do we um, appreciate that the way they um, 
you know, I think sometimes I just plug these stadiums into old like horse grounds or other fields where the dimensions were outrageous. They had limited space. They're like, oh, we're going to squeeze this in here. Do we appreciate that that used to be a part of the game or through massive social media influence, do we try to get like Las Vegas to build the YOLO grounds, not the polo grounds? I just came up with that right then. But I got to. So first, I want to give a shout out to. um, And I'm wondering if this is maybe a, um, a descendant. But I found this website. I want to give him a shout out because it's actually really cool. Um, AndrewClim.com backslash baseball. I, I'm guessing Andrew Clem gets you there. I think it's spelled different than our um, very good friend Clem of the the umpiring dynasty. Of the Bill fame. The greatest hitter of all time. The yes. greatest hitter of all time. <laughs> yes. But um, he... He has a really cool history of the fields and he kind of overlays the different years and um, the, how the dimensions change on a few of them. And I didn't go super crazy into this because we're a podcast and we can have more discussion about it. But um, let me see if I can share my screen real quick. And um, for our viewers, I'll, I'll try to talk through this. How do you share a screen? Figured out. He's the only one on the pod that tries and he still does not do it. Oh, this is all right. You guys got this? Mm -hmm. Whoa. So I don't know if you can see. um, I believe this is the old Brave Stadium. They played like early to mid 1900s in. Um, But it looks like the down left is 251, uh, 42 foot fence in left. Got a chance. and it uh, looks like they changed the fence here a little bit, but at one point to right field, it was 440. Um, we're going to get crazier than this, but, you know, just looking at how short left is. Uh, and this is kind of what the Quincy field looked like. If you just make right field yeah. infinite, this is uh, maybe this is Quincy field. I don't know. Maybe the Braves didn't play. Here. Bring that 251 into about 151. <laughs> We were having balls hit off the wall and flying back into the infield. <laughs> yeah, the shortstop fielded many balls off that wall. So this is League Park, which I believe Cleveland played at back in the day. Um, 290 down right, 460 in dead center. That's what I'm talking about. 375 down left. The next one's going to be the Polo Grounds. It's kind of famous. I mean, just look how... I know, mean... How- Look I at that, that dead center. MLB the show, man. That's a blast to play it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really outrageous. Um, here is Fenway from, I think, the original, the original fencing. So if you look at dead center, and that looks straight up like a right angle out there too. Mm-hmm. 488 to dead center, you know, still with a big green monster. And they've, um, you know, sliced some of that center field down and brought it in a little bit, but. I was say, does that center field stands just go straight over that wall now? Because they've got yes. that yellow line yes, on the part so. of the monster. Yeah. I would encourage you to That's look cool. at andrewclim.com and it'll um it like overlays all the years where they made updates and, and brought in things like that. So really you know and and some of the more let me stop my share there. 
you know, some of the more recent ones that definitely aren't as crazy as far as dimensions being really long or really short. But, you know, I think of, you know, the hill that Houston had. Mm-hmm. Um, San Francisco has a pretty funky wall still. And and then, well, the dome. Am I freezing again? A little bit. You're back. You're the dome. The dome. The, yeah, the dome in Minnesota where, like, you could hit the dome and or hit scaffolding or something and you never really knew what what was going to happen with that call um so yeah i'll get to you guys' thoughts the listeners thoughts of we're, we got some teams moving to new stadiums we got kansas city i think just announced maybe um their pot their possible design for their stadium some expansion teams could happen in the next few years and so what do you think reinstate or appreciate i'll go last go for it Jared. yeah go ahead jared <laughs> mm, why do i have to go first? and if it's okay. and if it's um reinstate please give your design you know don't go into super in depth because i haven't give you a lot of time to think about it but please go into what your design would be or what your you know your first thoughts are Okay, got it. Um, you know I'm always gonna go reinstate. Um I'm counting on you to do it every time. <laughs> um so a few things like we mentioned Brussels earlier. There's a few fields that I played on that were that were always gnarly. But being an outfielder, I think my favorite part was the warm ups and walking the outfield and like getting kind of getting a feel for the how that whole outfield was. Like that was always my favorite part and kind of like feeling for the dimensions and whatnot. Um, I will admit like going to s- stadiums where like, it's just kind of like that normal outfield fence, nothing really crazy. Like I just always kind of find it boring. Like I'm always looking for something that could like change the dynamic of like a ball bounce or how the fielders play it. I just think that adds a different element to the game. Um, like I'll admit I'm bringing the Braves back down to earth for a second. Uh, I hated Turner field. Like I'm glad it got blown up. I'm being honest. <laughs> like, yeah, it's boring. That field was so boring. Like the like obviously the field now is amazing. Like we've been there a few times and it is uh, a pretty dope ballpark to go to with that brick wall and right field. Mm-hmm. Can get some crazy bounces off of that. Um obviously Fenway comes to mind. I mean, that's just a I think if I ever went professional, that would be the field I'd want to play at. Just one, the history, but then just the dimensions of everything, um, and all that fun stuff. I'm more mad at Houston again because they got rid of the hill in center field. Don't know why it was ever there, but I thought it was a cool, cool aspect. Um, but for my design, since I have to go really quick, what I thought would be really cool would the foul poles are only like down the line, it's only like a hundred feet. But then I mean it just shoots straight out to like it gets to like 550 dead center. <laughs> so I need you to think about that for a second. I mean, I'm trying to the, think about that. It's hard the rhombus? What shape is that? this up for you tomorrow. No, I'll yeah, draw this up. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get this figured out. Um, <laughs> and then the the fences down the line are like two feet. So That's it hits it. you right at hit you right at the knee. <laughs> like, fiddling. but I mean, and yeah. the the more you go to dead center, the higher it gets. And there's fans that like go all along that too, um, and then of course you know you could throw in some like 
some hills everywhere, not just in dead center, to try to make mount. it more interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like, so like you might think you fairway might think, golf course. Yeah, you might think you have a home run down they right down trap. the line, but but you might hit a <laughs> one, hit one of the hills and it's just a ground rule double, you know. So just that that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, I, like I, I do. I like Are there poles uh, along that fence that say, you know, if it's hit on this side of the pole, it's a double. If it's hit on this side of the pole, it's a fence like like Brussels. Mm-hmm. No, a everything's just a homer. <laughs> everything's a homer. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, I, 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 I was going to say appreciate, but I am I'm, I'm going to reinstate as well. My concern was that it would mess up certain people's stats um like obviously if you played at that stadium you know you 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 get some homers and you lose some but there's a there's ways now i don't know if you you guys have ever seen the twitter account it's called will it dong and what it does is after every home run it will give you a number out of 30 of which stadiums it would have been a dong at um so you know that's that would be nice where you know, if if there's maybe a dong at Jared's hypothetical stadium, we could we could tell, <laughs> tell whether or not it would have been a dog at a different stadium. Um, I'm glad you clarified. Someone's gonna Google that and get something they shouldn't. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's the team name of the account. I, I sure hope it is, or else. All right, we're open right. this too. We're um, getting a lot of hate mail. But uh, oh yeah, from from all of our Your moms mom. are gonna be like, I googled this and it didn't. This is not what I. <laughs> Um, but I yeah it, I think the unique stadiums are really cool and I, I think it's fun to look at them like and I I love seeing people run the bases um, you know ball like the ball being in play is the most exciting time of a baseball game um, so if you have these like super deep parks and you get this guy who um, hits it over the center fielder's head and it's 500 feet to that wall like that guy's off and that's just going to be, you know, a, a fun time. Um, I do also remember there was a, an NCAA baseball game back mm-hmm. when you could have NCAA baseball games where you could create, you could modify and create your own stadiums. I would always do like a two foot fence and 200 feet. And uh, the announcers <laughs> in that were, it was hilarious because they'd be like, Oh, here's a pop-up and it's gone. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, um, cause you'd hit, you'd hit like a, a, pretty late timing and barely nicked the ball and hit it 200 feet but um so that's maybe if somebody's still got a, a game system that can run that i'm sure we could find a copy it's probably only about 250 dollars for that uh probably retro game now mm-hmm. but uh yeah bring it back because we've we've got the stats to kind of level out or the, the capabilities to kind of level out stats and figure out what what dongs and what doesn't so that's good do all dongs count the same? They do. It all looks the same in the scorebook, scoreboard, box score. That's it. Sounds good. Uh, I'm also a reinstate um, to piggyback off something Jared said about knowing your outfield dimensions. Um, yeah, the Braves wall is kind of different because it's made out of different materials too. Halfway up is just the net. So if a ball hits low on the wall, it dies. And if it goes above that, it hits that brick. And it goes flying off. And I've seen Acuna's play there the most, probably. I've seen him make awesome plays, throwing people out at second off caroms. And then you see a visiting outfielder get too close to the wall, 
and the Braves hit it off the wall, and then all of a sudden they're getting an extra base or two because now they're chasing the ball back towards the infield. So knowing your dimensions definitely matters. The other day, um, Matt Olson hit a uh, one-hopper past the diving second baseman in Colorado. I forget who it was. Um, and as soon as second baseman missed it, Peter Moylan goes, oh, that's a triple, because he knew playing there that getting in that gap at, at Denver <laughs> that Matt Olson would be able to get a triple out of it. So yeah, knowing your dimensions and what makes it cool is correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the only professional sport, maybe the only sport in general that does not have a set playing field dimensions. Like all basketball courses, exact same, all hockey rinks are exact same. Um, I don't know about cricket, but all tracks are the same, <laughs> you know, like, so the fact that your sport has some leeway in making unique playing surfaces, um, I would lean into it. Now, obviously, you can go video game style with what Jared's talking about, what Corey's talking about. Um, but to be more realistic, like, yeah, why not have different dimensions and then build your team around it? And then that also allows teams to be built differently if all the fields are the same that everybody's going to try to put the same field on the team or the same team on the field and go after the same players but if like in colorado you need to specialize in outfield defense because not only do you give up more homers but the outfield's so big you get more bloop singles and stuff and so your batting average goes up because of that too so you need better defenders um so yeah i'd go for it um i would i'd reinstate it and have some fun with it but maybe not quite as crazy as Jay Lee would go, but let's do it. Like, I'm curious to see an overhead shot of what Minute Maid looks like with the hill and without, because that Crawford seating, it's still really short. And, but then of course, when you're their way team, like when the Yankees poop one down the right field line, they get a homer for it and you're their way team. You get so mad <laughs> when they do it at Yankee stadium, but you know, build your team around. I love like the Mets, New stadium is huge. They realize we can't hit homers. <laughs> so they brought it in <laughs> after after building the new stadium. They already changed the fence dimensions because David Wright couldn't even get them out of there. Um, but yeah, I'd say reinstate it and lean into it as a sport. Encourage it. No team, no two dimensions can be the same. Now let's have fun with it. Yeah, and I just came up with this. I think it's pretty fun. I have nothing else to call it but the butt crack stadium. Sorry, but um, for, our, for our viewers, I mean, I'm going to show it to you here. Um, Aaron, can you help me out? <laughs> um, for our listeners, I'll, I'll text to, you guys something. Try to describe it. I don't think I want to open that text. So I would say the dimensions, 90 80% of the dimensions would be normal. You know, your foul poles, your left center, your right center. But I would have, there I would is. have this yep. here. Yep. Yep. All the dots, all the dots are where fans can sit. You could, I could oh, have done so, without the dots in this diagram. That's a, that's a, it's kind of hairy. Yeah. So we're in a hairy situation here. We are. Yeah. Wait till you open that picture from Aaron. And it's, it's so kind this, of stink. It's kind of stinky. So, so this dead is obviously center's right a home behind. run. Dead center is a home run at like Corey. What is home to second? Um, Thanks, Corey. Uh, you're so welcome. that's 
So probably like what, a hundred and you'll figure it out. Thirty feet to right here. Yeah, yeah. I'll figure it out. That's, but, a, that's a pretty crappy drawing. Nice. So you, and I, I mean, I'd have to talk to the designers and engineers about this, but I would probably have um, like archways under here, so you know your center fielder could still play like could run under. That's smart. And, yeah. and could get under. Um. So mine would look something like this. Think of the. I mean, you could sell these seats right here for tens of thousands of dollars. Look at that fan experience. Um, other than this, I would have probably um, a 200-foot backstop stop. That way, all these wild pitchers that can't throw strikes, you throw something by them, and the, the, it's just a homer. So, yeah, I was... little incentive. Yeah, okay. I was on the on the fence or... Yeah, on the fence, you could say about bringing that back, but yeah, let's pull pull that back up, Joe. It. Like if I if I hit a slicing line drive that's kind of going to center and the right, it goes over the fans, but then lands back on it's the field. It's can a, a fan way. can a fan jump up and catch it? Is that fan interference? Or is that a homer for me? Fan interference. So we're selling that's fan interference, or does it count? I mean, homer? you have to have a net. Right where you're at the base nope. of the butt crack there, because uh-uh. that you're gonna, insurance gonna get hit in the teeth. Insurance waivers. The best fans better sign up to get that. So ain't no, I'm ain't I'm no only selling those. Seat. Yeah, and no alcohol in that section. <laughs> I'm a, only selling a... those to home home sober fans though, because I want them catching all the line drives I hit over there, so I can get homers. I like it. I'll submit I like that the backstop. Kansas, That's a good Kansas idea. City. Yeah. We're headed to it's Kansas a, City in about. Yeah. Hey, Corey, weeks, if you could, so. if you could actually draw mine up and send it to me, that'd be that'd be great. I will. I will. Thank tomorrow. you, sir. It's 127 feet, home to second. Okay. Yeah. So you got 100, 140 feet right there, from. And so I mean, no this would be needed. great for the second baseman and shortstop because they get to t- they get to talk to fans where they probably usually don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, where does the center fielder go? Just uh, is he, if he wants to shift one side, the th- other he has to run all the way in and go around. Or is there a tunnel between? Yeah. No, he, no, if no, there's I mean, a ball slicing, what... yeah, I might have. I, I'm I'm going to improve this. There's a tunnel between. So if there's a ball where he starts on one side and it's on the other, he can run under the fans through the tunnel and come out on the other side and catch the ball. That's what he said. That's exactly oh, what he said. Yeah. That's a good idea, okay. Corey. I like Thanks, it. Joe, you should do that. I was too busy mathing to figure out what home to second was. No, no, you're good. And we're you're talking good. about customizing your rosters to fit your home team. In that situation, you don't need a good center fielder. So that's where you get like David Ortiz to be your center fielder. He's got to cover five feet either direction. So you can load up on offense. Really? You can just put him in the infield and just run with a right fielder and a left fielder. You know who would be great? A rover. Oh, there you go. We got one I'd of probably, those. I'd probably put the ball over the fence for him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, just just look look up. That's all I ask. <laughs> Don't look back. Or or do look back. I'm not sure which direction you should be looking in that scenario. Which way's back? Yeah. I was gonna um, I was gonna try to work that in, Aaron, but I didn't want to. That's yeah. Well, it's called anyway. Wood It Dong. So let's don't don't search Will It Dong. Search Wood It Dong. I'm would not sure. It, I think W O U L D. Okay, make sure you spell that right. Yes. I don't feel like, say W O O D. I feel like my stadium would create some 
issues for that that stat that they're keeping there, but maybe not. You could get a lot of sponsors with that stadium, Joe. There would be a lot of one out of thirty dogs. <laughs> we're at we're, we're at though, right right in the crack. Okay. All right, Aaron. Thanks. Back to you. Yeah, uh, I don't want it after that conversation. <laughs> Corey's going to take we it. We need to. We need you to take it though. Or, or, yeah, I think it goes to Corey. Here. It's Where Corey. I'm saying out of this. Are we going to predictions? Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay, let's, let's go to predictions. Let's wrap this uh, up before we before we go to predictions, Aaron. Uh, I know your your dad, Texas. Every time you put the pod, um, my mom sent me a text during the pod. And she said, uh, you doing your podcast? If so, ask Aaron. I was wondering what happened to his Braves tonight. So, Aaron, would you like to answer oh! my mom? Uh, what happened to your Braves tonight? Coming in hot. Well, so, bye, Aaron. See pod. you later. <laughs> text, her that, text her that he quit the pod. Boom, roasted. Um, I'm still here, Corey. It's me and you, Bugs. Uh, so we could recap uh, the predictions from last week, I guess. Um Let's yeah, let's talk about board. it. Let's make sure that we are. Nope. Hey, so we're fun, good, guys. Fun fact here. for you: I shut my door, and thankfully it's broke because my keys are in here on my desk. So I almost just Does locked it lock myself. automatically. It is locked right now. It's just a little push button. So I almost locked myself out of the pod because you're wrong. <laughs> that would have been, been a real Brinkman situation. <laughs> um. Anywho, so let's recap last week. I I was going to input my own predictions, but I was like, you know what? No, I'll go. With you Gavin. get Gavin's. So yeah, you get. No, Gavin's. I know, I know. So you want to know what happened? Gavin went four zero and one. That's what happened. So thank you, Gavin. I that means say, Joe did not go well. Uh, Joe went one three and one. Jared and Aaron went one or three one and one, which nice. brings the totals to Aaron now in the lead with fifty one. Jared forty eight. Joe, 47, and I have 46. Joe, you're falling, bud. Um, I, I didn't didn't get my GM job either, so there goes that. Great job, Gavin. I should <laughs> you have got consulted a future you. in stadium design, though. Yeah, so based on what happened last week, and your logic, I guess Gavin is the guy who gets the GM job, which is a little scary, but um, great at predicting who wins series. It's going to work. Um, so this week, uh, I was really not that excited about a lot of these um, series. Um, so there, there's a few like there weren't even like bad series. It was it was a lot of good teams versus bad teams. Uh, but we will kick her off with you the... got you got good picks here. I like these. Well, well thank you. It's I'm all playoff picture stuff, except the Padres. Um, I lost my. Other they still got a run in them. We're going to talk about the Padres at Astros first. Um, the Padres are underperforming, as we talked about, but I don't think they are underperforming enough to turn it around to beat the Astros. So I'm going to take the Astros. I assume we can just probably move on to Joe. Bingo. All right. Jared's taking the Padres. Joe? Um. Yeah, I'll go. I mean... The Strohs have something to play for, so I don't really like either team, but uh, let's go Strohs. Okay. Aaron? Uh, I'm going to go 
I'm gonna go Padres. I think I think the Astros did it all the other day with Altuve. He can't hit any more homers this week. He's done. Did Did you guys watch the clip I sent you about the Rangers broadcast? I haven't watched it yet. No, I did. Okay. I did see the point, but no. Well, that's hilarious. He just talks about how hitting three home runs in three innings isn't that impressive. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, okay, actually, I am impressed. And it's like, this is It was before thing. the Rangers even batted through the lineup once. Altuve hit three homers before the seven, eight, nine guys hit. That's ridiculous. All right. Uh, Must have been next... a lot of trash cans in there. Yep. Empty stadium, next you can hear it. Is the Brewers at Yankees. Um, Yankees, since they kind of made their shift to their young guys, have been playing well. It's been a lot of fun seeing Jason Dominguez uh, play, and I hope the Brewers lose, so I'm going to take the Yankees. Mm, this one was tough for me, but I took the Brew Crew. Well, you're wrong, so Joe, go ahead. Yankees. <laughs> Am I right? You're right, yes. I took Yankees as well. Ooh, on an island over here. Um... Next yeah, is the D-backs at Cubs. D-backs have been scuffling. Cubs have not been scuffling. Uh, they actually had, fun fact, today they had one eight to 2 against the Giants. The three pitchers the Cubs uh, pitched started the year at double-A or lower in the organization. Um, so that's bad. nice to see some homegrown pitching maybe showing up. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to take the Cubs. Shocker. God. I can talk more about him. Do you want me to? I'm also going to take the Cubs. Nice. I looked up the word scuffle. I mean, I think we all know what that means. But I just wanted to like the absolute definition. A short, confused fight or struggle at close quarters. So, um, I guess it's... How about kerfuffle? Um, I can't even spell that. Um, I'll go... I guess uh, I just... I'm a homer for the home team, so... Cubs. I'm going D-backs, baby. Got to get them in the playoffs. If they're not going to win the West for me, they got to get in the playoffs still. Well, they're not going to win the West for you. No. Dodgers got that locked down. Joe West won the West as he traveled West. Um, Next is the Marlins at Phillies. Um, I'm surprised the Marlins projected winning percentage is so low. At least with Yuri Perez uh, against against Christopher Sanchez, uh, which is at forty six point six forty six point four percent for everybody who doesn't isn't looking at our agenda, which is everyone who's not us four. Uh, but I think the Phillies are hitting on most cylinders. I still think that there's room for improvement, so I'm gonna take the Phillies. Yes, Phillies, Jared. Sounds good, Phillies. Stop stealing my answers. I didn't. I went Brew Crew. Phillies as well. Trey right. Turner's finally doing things. We're going to wrap it up with which I thought was the the most exciting series this weekend, and it is the Mariners at Rays. Um, good, good matchups here. Um, pitching on the Mariners side, man, they got a good rotation, huh? Um, talk about that last week a little bit. I know. Uh, I'm going to take the Mariners and Brian. Woo! I can't Ric Flair too loud. It's almost 10:30. Right. Woo! Um, I'm going to be sleepless in Seattle. 
Seattle. Seattle. Wow. That wasn't very exciting for those last two. Um, Jared and I have been voting Seattle. So you knew we were going there. You know, I don't like the Rays now that they don't have anybody left on their team. Although Tyler Glass now, still good at pitching. Um, mm-hmm. Even though he's not pitching this series. That's true. Ah, Pitch tonight. Ah, ah. Um, anyway, uh, split on Astros Padres. Uh, Jared picked the Brewers. The rest of us picked the Yankees. Aaron picked the D-backs, the rest of us picked the Cubs, and then everybody picked the Mariners. Everybody picked the Phillies. So Seattle and Philadelphia. Don't mess this up. And we'll see if anybody can make up some ground on Aaron. Because he did pick differently than most of us. Except on the ones we all picked the same. <laughs> so. Alrighty, yeah, my D-backs. That'll be the big one. If my D-backs beat your cubbies. Alrighty, guys. Man, we are almost done with season one of Rake Your Position. Like, we've got, what, four more Rake weeks of regular season? There are 20, wow. Yeah, 26 weeks. Yeah. It's going to be insane. Yeah, it's a pretty fun offseason. Yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for the offseason. Uh, so, next week, we'll be recording on Wednesday. Pod will drop, and then some of us are headed to Kansas City to uh, check out Kauffman Stadium and Where are you see. Going? No. See the Astros and Kansas City. So we'll, we'll, we might do some fun in-person uh, YouTube shorts while we're together. Um, it's Roberto Clemente Day while we're there, and it's Monarchs Day on Saturday, which I'm rocking uh, KC Monarchs at here. Um, so we're getting ready for the trip. Um, and then it's all eyes on pretty much the NL wildcard slash central. Um, everything else and the Blue Jays. I guess the Blue Jays can have some fun in the AL still. So uh, keep tuned in, Rikers. Share your thoughts. Uh, talk about your favorite ideal stadium. Let Joe know about his butt crack and if it's a good place to play baseball. Yeah. And until next time, don't and tell your friends. Ray, Ray. Ray. your butt Ray. crack. Position. Oh, I got confused. <laughs>